Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So I think the biggest news of the week was the Hugh Jackson incident. Uh, Brian Flores filed a lawsuit earlier in the week uh, about, you know, racial injustice practically in the NFL, uh, unfair hiring practices. And even that he was getting paid to, you know, lose some games. And then Hugh Jackson comes out of nowhere. He's like, you know what? I was paid to lose some games too. And he jumps on Sports Center, which I wasn't expecting him to do. I kind of figured, you know, Flores would have done that since he's the one who's introducing this entire lawsuit onto the NFL. Uh, and then he, in my opinion, I think he botched it. He he says, he doesn't specifically say I was paid to lose, but he says I was pay- put in a position that, you know, wasn't, wasn't the best for me. This team, you know, couldn't win. It wasn't built correctly. Uh, and then I was given a secret contract extension. So then we could with our first overall pick and the fourth overall pick, we could go in and start winning some football games. I think it's just kind of a mess, uh, and, and Hugh made it worse. Well, it is a mess. And I mean, and, and Brian Flores did go on SportsCenter. He actually went on what, uh, either Get Up or, or First Take or one of those shows. He was, he was on there. He was on, uh, uh, CBS Morning, I believe, as, as well. So he, he, he was making his point and making his rounds because there is a, uh, injustice as far as how black coaches and, and GMs are, are being treated as, uh, and, and not getting a chance to, to, to move in those, in those positions. Um, Hugh, I don't know if he were, if he were paid, uh, to lose games. Uh, I don't know. We, no one knows what really happened with them except those who were in the room. However, when I look at those teams, and the, and the way they traded the draft picks away and the people, the way that roster was built, there was no way he was going to win games. Yep. Those teams absolutely stunk. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I don't care who you are. I mean, you might, you would have, could have won a couple games, could have squeaked out a couple just because of, of the player, just because of a little coaching, but those rosters weren't built to, weren't, weren't built to win. And so, like I said, I don't know if it actually happened as far as, they paid him or there was a secret contract, secret contract for him to uh, receive after. But, but I do know that they, they weren't built to win. They did accumulate a lot of draft picks and, and in doing so accumulated a, a, a lot of players that on paper make this team look good now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and in tanking, I don't care what team it is in tanking and, and going through all that, it doesn't guarantee that you win. Or you get to the Super Bowl because players still have to play. You have all these draft picks. You can you can select players. You can sign uh, free agents, but that doesn't mean they're going to work out. That doesn't mean that they're the players that we think they are. So it's, you still have to come together as a team, as an organization, as a coach, put these players on the field and get it done in between the white lines. And if and if that doesn't happen, then if you tank, you tank for nothing. So you might as well get what you can out of those players that you have on that team and try to go out there and win and be the best you can be. I completely agree. And, you know, I, I really do think after after Baker was drafted, after Denzel was drafted, uh, 
ended up getting Nick Chubb, all that in, in 2018. That team honestly wasn't that bad. And yeah, Hugh Jackson was there for, you know, the start of the season and then got fired, not even midway through the season. Uh, after he was fired, the team started to, you know, kind of pick it up. The offense was rolling. Uh, we had the, you know, a top defense for a number of weeks. We had the most takeaways up until like week seven, I believe. And, you know, after he was gone, we started, you know, getting on the right track. So, but did we really go ahead? <laughs> I, I, think, I have an argument for that. Go ahead. I think we, you know, we put the building blocks to get where we are now. Denzel, uh, you know, he was playing, he was playing fantastic for the first couple of weeks. We had, you know, a bunch of players under the radar players too, that were performing really well. And I believe that that team wasn't that awful. Sure, we completely scrapped it. All those players, practically all those players are gone now. Uh, and, you know, we brought in a lot of new faces since then, but it did get some foundation to to be where we are now. Now, going back to that year, I think we, uh, when Hugh got fired, I think we were like 2-5-1 and one or something close to that. We ended up with 7-8-1 seven, seven, and one maybe. Um, and, and yes, we did turn around and, and win five more games, but we played absolutely nobody. That is true. Not one of those teams had a winning record. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, 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 one of the games we won, I think was Baltimore pre Lamar or something like that. You know, so we, it wasn't like they were, they really turned it around and all of a sudden they became this great team. It was the fact that they didn't play anybody and the fact that we didn't have Todd Haley there sabotaging the team, trying to get the head coach's job behind Hughes back when, when they told him he can't call plays, mm-hmm. right? Now, if he calls plays, it's probably different because I have never seen, and I will never forget that when Todd Haley was the offensive coordinator and he was the head coach, he ran a reverse backed up inside his own tent. Who the hell does that? Who does that? Have you yeah. ever seen that happen? Who does that in the NFL? And that doesn't happen. So I'm I'm just saying, they the record turns out being a little better. But I don't. I think it has a lot to do with the play calling being different. Which Brian Kitchen did a, as much as he could with that team that he had right then, calling plays, and and the fact that they didn't play anyone. And so once again, you you get an opportunity to to, to win some games, and and they did. And, and we're able to acquire draft picks and, and like you said, and like we said, build up a team. And but you still have to do it in between. So we have in between those lines. We have a team on paper that is supposed to be playing next week. On paper, they're supposed to be playing next week. Mm-hmm. Based on that schedule, they were supposed to be playing uh, uh, next week. But once again, when you take, if you do or if you don't. If you t- uh, lose games and try to get a, lose, uh, a fourth place, third or fourth place schedule in your division, it doesn't guarantee anything. We look, we went 11 and five last year, won a playoff game. Then we get our schedule this year and you look at the schedule and there were teams that were terrible last year, mm-hmm. but this year they were good. Yeah. This year they were playoff teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so it turns out that they end up playing a harder schedule than they actually did last year. Yeah. And, 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 and so you have to be able to do it 
in between the lines. And that goes from coaching, that goes from play calling, that goes from the players taking care of their business. That it's it's a whole organizational thing. And I think I think everyone around thought that because of what happened last year, we're just gonna show up on Sundays and win games. Mm-hmm. We didn't we we didn't tell the other team you don't get to play hard. <laughs> we, we forgot to tell them that part. <laughs> they're pros so they're trying to get paid they're trying to get new contracts they're trying to advance on their teams as well and so they're out there playing hard trying to win games and get to the playoffs which most of these teams that we play did that is true um and i think we talked about it a little bit last week where we just kind of defensively kind of fell flat nobody was really executing uh and then we started to pick it up but i mean by then it's too late you can't have justin herbert dropping 47 points on you and then, you know, expecting to come out and then, you know, make, make it playoff bound. Um, and kind of going back to the tanking thing, I think a decent example is the Miami Dolphins. They had three first-round draft picks. In my opinion, they screwed up all three of them. I don't know how it happens, but, you know, they just did. And they still were half decent. They Their guys executed because they had some decent free agent signings. They have Zayvon Howard, Byron Jones, who, uh, but they had a fantastic defense and that got them somewhere. So I, I honestly have no clue how we fell flat this year. I think all the pieces were in place. Like you said, we have a team on paper that should be playing next week and it just kind of fell flat. I mean, when, when I look at it, I, I mean, we know it's a three-phase game, offense, defense, special teams. But I, I, I because I'm an offensive player, I, I put the blame on the offense. I do. I mean, we, I mean, the defense, like everyone was complaining in the beginning, fire Joe Wood. But once again, they started the season out with, what, seven or eight new starters in a new system. And they hadn't played together. So it takes some time especially when you, there might be some exotic things and blitzes that he wants to do, but he can't do because guys don't know where they have to be or where to be in, in certain situations. So that makes it hard. But halfway through the season, the defense was holding teams to 13, 14, 17 points, and we couldn't score that much. Yep. So that is a problem. You have all these guys, you have these, you have this, this quarterback is supposed to be a franchise quarterback. We have the best running back in the league or best running game in the league, and we don't run the ball. We have some receivers that can make plays and, and, and good tight ends, but we, we're not connecting. That sits solely on the offense. That sits solely on scheming, uh, guys not being ready. Um, it just it just makes it hard, and it makes it hard on the defense. And, and once again, three-phase three game. Special teams didn't do anything. We didn't. We we didn't punt very well. We we missed some field goals. Uh, our, our return return game was was no. We didn't do anything in the return game, and so it's and and once again, that's it's hard to blame on a coach. I mean, you you can have the best scheme in the world, but if you have players that don't go out there and execute, what can he do? Because mm-hmm. he didn't draft them. Yep. He didn't, he didn't draft those guys, especially the special teams coach. He did not draft. He is, he has to work with the people that he is given. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes it rough. And so um, we just have to get football players who can make plays, whether it be on the offense, 
defense, or special teams. You have to be, the, you have, the more you can do is what makes you a good football player. And we have to find those kind of players who are, who can do more than, than one thing, being one trick ponies. Yep. I agree. And talking about, uh, the head coach didn't draft these players, Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> There's not much you can do with Deshaun Kaiser. I honestly didn't like him coming out of the draft. Got him in like what the second round or something like that, which I think was odd. Um, and, he underperformed and there's not much that Hugh Jackson could have done with Deshaun Kaiser and Corey Coleman and, you know, those, those types of players. So um, if we kind of circle back to that Hugh Jackson thing, I think what could he have done? But also I think if he's getting, getting paid, which the Browns denied, said it was false, you know, none of it was true. Uh, if he's getting paid to lose these games, I, you know, if I was put in that position, I would want paid too, honestly. And, and I, I don't, I don't know. That's just, I mean, I just look at it like, I don't know. Once again, we'll never know if he was paid or if he wasn't paid. I don't really care. I don't really care if he was paid or not. All I know was those teams that were put together during that time were terrible. There were no players. There were no players on offense that that defensive teams or coaches would be scared of when they're game planning. So if you have that, how can you win games? You don't have anyone they're scared. Of. How can you win games? I mean, and then like you said, you 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 miss you miss on a Trent Richardson, you miss on the Corey Coleman, you get the the uh, the Sean Kaisers, but everyone in this league missed on draft picks. Yeah, it's, it's, you can't you can't. That cannot be an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's just we're missing so bad for some unknown reason. Um, we were missing so bad on, for some unknown reason on some of these guys that it just looks like you're trying to lose. I'm, and like I said, I didn't. I'm not saying that we did work, but it, we didn't have a good opportunity to win with those players. That's true. And anybody would have drafted Johnny Manziel. We saw. I him. wouldn't have. You really? I would not have. There were so many other quarterbacks. My, that year, I believe, um, that's Derek Carr. That was my year. I, I would have picked Derek Carr that year. That's who I wanted. I wanted us to get Derek Carr or uh, who was it? Or Teddy was that draft also, right? I believe so, yeah. Yes, I wanted Derek. I, I didn't want Bortles, and I did not want Johnny Manziel. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. And, and wow, and where are those two? <laughs> Man, that's. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. That's, that's, that's fair. I personally, you know, Johnny was the best. Johnny Benzel, he had, he had that swagger. He had that thing that, frankly, we saw in Baker Mayfield that he's gonna go out there, he's gonna make plays, um, and, you know, he's gonna hype up the city a little bit, and then when he's going on Twitter saying. Cleveland is a terrible city and I hate all of these fans and stuff like that, then uh, not really going to get anywhere with somebody like that. You know, that means he absolutely did absolutely nothing when he was in Cleveland because I've never said that about Cleveland fans (laughs) because I feel good about what I did on Sundays in Cleveland. Right. And so, I mean, of course, Johnny had that swagger. He won the Heisman. He, he, He beat Alabama, but now you come into the NFL and you play Alabama every week. Mm hmm. 
regardless of their records, you play Alabama every week because everyone's a professional. So no one cares about your swag. Everyone has swag. Now it's about going out there and execute. You come in, you, you, you didn't study, you didn't read uh, playbooks, you didn't watch film and all that. How are you going to be good in the NFL as a quarterback for sure? You can't run a team. Yeah. And so once again, we're, 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 we're miss, we were missing on those picks. And I don't know if we're missing on purpose or not, but we're missing on those picks. You have Corey Coleman who played at Baylor. You catch a million balls and, and go out and come, come to Cleveland and do absolutely nothing. I mean, can we think of a, a, a Baylor receiver other than Josh Gordon who's, who's been to the Pro Bowl? All these guys cut all these balls. I mean, they've had they had a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. What are these receivers doing? Yeah, yeah. So, so when we talk about college players and what they did in college, yeah, they're in college. There's so a lot of these guys are making a lot of these plays because they're playing on the best teams. Mm-hmm. And so now when you're not playing on the best team, you really have to be a football player. Now, some of these guys can, a, a lot of these guys can't do it. And a lot of these guys can do it. And, and, it, and like I said, fortunately, we weren't getting the right guys. We have a lot of the right guys. Now we still have to get more. And, and as, as a GM and Andrew Barry, if you're not trying to get better each year, then you're not doing your job. You're doing your, 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 your organization, your fan base a disservice. If you're not trying to get better, and that means replacing anybody, you know, if you think you can get better in that position, if there's someone who's better than Miles Garrett and you think you can get him in order to win, you get better, you go get him. Right. I mean, I can think about my career and I think about this all the time. When I was in Cleveland Brown, it felt like every year I was in Cleveland, they were trying to replace me with someone. I get drafted the first round in 1989. 1990, they draft Leroy Horton second round. We take a break. Then we come back with um, – then we start bringing in uh, James Brooks, Joe Morris, draft Tommy Vardell. We were always trying to bring running backs in to replace, replace me and other guys because they felt like they were trying to get better. Only thing is they weren't better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't better, and and although I didn't get used like I wanted to, they weren't better, and so that's what makes it hard. You always have to try to get better. You have to try if there's some if there's a quarterback right now who they feel makes this team better, you have to try to get him. If there's an opportunity, you got to try to do it, and that's 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 just the nature of the game. I mean, you, you look at at, at certain Tom Brady. Moves, they, the Patriots moved on from him. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, the Colts moved on from him. Uh, Green Bay moved on from Brett Favre. These are some of the best quarterbacks in the league. It happens to everyone. Yep. If you're trying to get better and you think someone can improve your team, and if it doesn't happen, that means they're 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 not trying to improve. And and, and I just that's all I'm saying. I just want I just want the Cleveland Browns. Whoever is running the organization, each and every year to be to try to get better, and that's as as players, as coaches, as as an organization, a GM, a front office management, as owners. You're trying to get better because the ultimate goal is to get to the Super Bowl, and and everybody's not going to get there, and and it's and it's hard to win games in NFL, but if you're trying to get better and you're getting better each time, you give yourself a better chance. Yep, I agree, and you know, getting better. Uh, I don't know if 
you know, getting Kirk Cousins to replace Baker Mayfield is necessarily getting better, in my, in my opinion. Um, it, Kirk Cousins is going to come with a $45 million contract. He's going to – he's like, what, 31? Something like that. I I don't know how, you know, keeping him for a year or two with this really young team and then going into after he's gone – uh, bring in, you know, a younger quarterback and then kind of just restarting all over again. I don't necessarily know if that's, if that's what's best for this team. See, when you, but, but when you talk about getting better, getting better doesn't necessarily mean you, you, you trade someone who's thrown, uh, 4,000 yards for someone who's thrown for 2,800 yards. Yeah. Getting better could mean you're trading decision making. You're trading, uh, uh, plays that guys make, whether it be a running back or a receiver, guys winning plays. And so I'm not, I mean, I'm not necessarily talking about the, the quarterback per se. I'm just talking about getting better in each position. If you have a running back who can do more things than another running back, that's kind of like getting better because he can do more things. He can return kicks. He can return punts. He can catch the ball at the backfield. He can, he can actually also run the ball. It's always about getting better having more talent if you have more talent it gives you a better chance of winning if you're able to coach it and manage it all together and and i think and i think that's that's what it's all about in this league we, that we've seen a lot of teams with a lot of talent but for some unknown reason it just doesn't work out mm-hmm. i mean we look at we look at the rams they 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 pushed all their chips in this year and it worked out and and if you look and if people look at, say, Jared Goff and Matt Stafford, I bet you, you ask 100 people, it might be 50-50 who they thought was better. Mm-hmm. But something in Sean McVay's mind told him that Matthew Stafford could get them over the hump. And, I, and, and granted, Jared Goff did take him to the Super Bowl also. But they felt like Matthew Stafford – could win games when they need to and get them over the hump. And so in their mind, that was getting better. And they might have been trading for age and, and, and fewer yards, but it got them to where they wanted to be. Yep. And I also think Matt Stafford was playing with that chip on his shoulder where he's he plays he played really well in Detroit. And then Detroit was just like, okay, so give you Calvin Johnson and like good luck, you know what I mean? And they knew they had Robert Woods, who they ended up losing, but he still kind of produced for them uh, in the beginning of the year. Cooper Cup, who could win MVP. You have um, a decent offensive line, fantastic defense. You're putting him in a position to succeed, and he succeeded. So I, I, I do get it. That- there were some games when he looked bad. <laughs> there, were, there were a bunch of games where he looked bad, but I, I just think that as as an organization, and, and, and I'll bring this back to the Browns, as an organization, the Rams looked at him and said, he is the one who can get us this Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He, this, is, this is what we need. And, and, and for some reason, they felt like he was better in some way than Jared Goff. It might not be passing. It might not be – it might not be – decision making they just felt like he added something different and that's what i think that each every organization should try to do in order to win the super bowl because that's that's what bill belichick does that's what he that's what he's done 
He feels this guy's better in his system. He goes and gets him. He'll let a superstar go. He let me go in Cleveland because he felt like he can have other guys maybe not do what I do, but contribute in different ways that will make the team better. Mm-hmm. And so once again, it's always about trying to get better and, and, and winning football games. And I think uh, we have the opportunity where we can get better. And we have, and, and that's, and, and as I sound redundant because I heard that every week in, in the press conferences after the games, we have to get better. Yes, we do have to get better. <laughs> that's, that's all I heard. We have to get better. We have to get better. Yes, we do. And that's coaching and that's, that's playing, that's scheming, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we certainly do have a chance to get better throughout the draft, free agency, all this stuff. Uh, it, we can certainly turn it around and definitely get to where we want to be. Yeah, and, I, and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you know, the, the, the worst thing in, in, in football is at the, at the end of the year when your team's no longer in it and you have to sit around and watch other, other teams play and think about what's going to happen in, in the draft and and, and free agency and, and, and trade and got months and months and months until your team actually gets on the field and you can see what happens. So this is, this is that, this is that point for all of us Cleveland Browns fans that we have to wait and, and, and see what happens. Cause just like previous year, we're waiting to we'll wait till next year and hopefully, mm-hmm. and hopefully next year is the year. And so, you know, it's, 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 it's a waiting process that you don't want to go through, but Hey, is part of the NFL. That's true. That's true. Certainly think this year could be the year, or next year could be the year. Fingers crossed. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the best. I mean, you know, they got Baker coming back. Hopefully he's healthy and 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 can go out there and, and play good football. If, if that's the reason he wasn't making some plays because he was, wasn't healthy, if that's the reason, then – we have an opportunity to see him make play this year, and we'll find out if he's he's the guy to for, for the franchise. And and if not, then you have to move on, just like they do with everyone else. And so, you know, I, I look at football and I think about fans, I think about organizations, I think about players, I think about how how everyone like says. OBJ was the reason Baker didn't play well. Everyone says he tore up the team, certain things like that. And you have your fans that pro Baker and, and don't like Baker and pro Odell and, and vice versa. And so it, 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 it's tough. And, but, and I always think, why is it such a big deal when a player makes a business decision but when a team makes a business decision, it's okay. Why do fans accept that? Why do we accept that? If it wasn't going well for Odell, and so whatever he did to get out, he did. Mm-hmm. And so, which is his, his business decision, right? Yeah. So if he doesn't play well and they cut him and the team makes a business decision, they're cool with that, though. And, and, yeah. and that's... And and that's the that's the problem I, I have a lot of times when it's when it's the player it's not okay when it's the team it's okay mm-hmm. and so you know I I just I just wish that people would understand it from a, a player standpoint sometimes because sometimes it's just not the perfect situation for you I mean I played in Cleveland for six years 
And not one year did I think it was the perfect situation for me. I loved playing in Cleveland. I loved playing for the Cleveland Browns fans. I loved being able to make plays uh, for that team. But I promise you every year, just as they were trying to replace me with someone who they thought could contribute to the team more, I was trying to get out of there because I wanted the ball. I wanted to go make plays wherever I was. And, and yes, it sounds selfish as hell because it is. Because it's a business when it's all said and done. And that's what and that's what fans have to see. And and players obviously know that, but they don't want to say it. But it's the it's the truth. You have to take care of yourself. And so that's why I wish when I talk about the, the, the Cleveland Browns fan base that they will understand that's how it goes. Because because I think they I think they like me. I think they like me a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, do they know that I really want to be out of Cleveland? I mean, of course, of course not. I would have loved to have been able to say I played my entire career in Cleveland. But during that time, I felt miserable at times because I was not getting the ball. And we've seen it before. We've seen it not only in Cleveland with, with, with other players. We've seen it in other organizations. And guys just want to leave. Quarterbacks want to leave spots because they're not throwing the ball as much. That's what we were talking Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was talking about. He wanted to leave because he didn't feel like he had players. Mm-hmm. Granted, they had great players but 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 everyone no one is ever satisfied to the point they want to be you know i mean tom brady was never satisfied but they kept winning because they were getting their players that they needed coaching them up well and going out there and executing in in between those white lines yeah i i definitely do think that the business aspect gets lost a lot um you know we, we talked about jarvis landry where he's making 16 14 whatever um and talking about him taking a pay cut, he doesn't want to take a pay cut. He has a family to feed. He has people to he has people to take care of. So, um, but Jarvis Landry is just he, he's a colorful person. He's a leader, and that's what we as Cleveland fans get not attached to. And with Odell Beckham Jr., I think it was you know look at what he did in New York. Why isn't he doing it here? I think we need to you know give him the ball, give him plays to succeed. And then, you know, he'll return to his New York self, which I never thought was going to happen, um, especially after his injury. I think it was just that was out of the window. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it truly is weird to be blinded by fandom that you can't see uh, what is best for these players and what is going to help them succeed in their career. Yeah, it, it's tough. But, you know, once again, that's this. That's the nature of this this business as a player, as a fan. And, you know, and everyone, everyone just loves who they love. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, and that's, and you got to appreciate the, the fandom regardless of what team it is. But when it's all said and done, this is a business and, and, and no one cares about the player once he goes to another team. Yep. And so that, that's, that's, that's where I have most of my problems with, with, with fans. And, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't like that. Or Andrew Luck retired at 29, and he was getting booed off of the field during what a preseason game, and I that that honestly that kind of broke my heart because he wanted to play and he had he had issues where he couldn't play and it's it's horrible, but you know people are like well you got to get back out there it's it's what's best for him because they feel like he can help them and what they as their team but if he wasn't playing with with a damn then no one would care. Mm-hmm. No one yeah. care, and that's and like I said, that's just the nature of it, and 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 players know that and they have to accept it, so they're able to deal with it and, and move on. 
yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, it, it, it happens. Uh, so just gotta gotta deal with it. All right, so we'll see what happens. You know, we got a couple guys playing in the Pro Bowl this weekend, and, and then Super Bowl next weekend, and then on to getting ready for twenty two. I'm ready for it. Nick Chubb almost had that dodgeball game, too. It was, it was close. It was very close. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.